Hello everyone, this is Dr. Joel DeLeon. Glad to have you once again on another episode of Interpreting the Word of God. Uh, as always, remember that you can uh, worship with us also at the River of Life Church of God in San Marcos, Texas at 1208 Amherst. We invite you to worship with us anytime you would like. And so uh, today I'm going to be talking on the subject of rejoicing despite our circumstances. And so we'll be coming out of uh, Philippians chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 26. And so uh, basically this uh, part of the scripture is uh, an epistle, a letter that has been written by Paul. And so in life as in ministry, we have days that uh, may bring us to a state of emotional high and at times a draining low. While many of our days may be spent somewhere in the middle ground, uh, in the case of Paul, the joy of the Lord is conveyed in all of his brilliance uh, as he writes to the church at Philippi. Uh, that is, despite Paul's circumstances of being uh, bound or incarcerated uh, for the sake of the gospel, he still rejoices that the message of the Lord is spread. And Paul conveys this in the scripture when he says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. And that comes from Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14, the New King James Version. And Paul goes on to express in verses 15 through 17 that some preach Christ for one reason or another. Nevertheless, regardless of why Christ is being preached, he's rejoicing. And so as Christians, we too can learn from Paul's circumstance and uh, his response to the situation. In other words, while we may face times of adversity in our ministries or in our everyday lives, we can choose to see the positive spiritual side of not only our circumstance, but its life-changing impact on others as well. Now, I don't want to, want to mislead you. Uh, the Lord is interested in how we feel and what's all really happening in our lives, uh, regardless whether we're up or down, regardless of whether we seem to be on top of the mountain or in the valley. And so um, I know that at times when we're down in the dumps, it's very difficult sometimes to feel the presence of the Lord and be able to feel like we uh, are actually being heard, our prayers are being heard. And uh, at times may even wonder, well, Lord, where are you? You know, I need help. And so I can tell you from personal experience that uh, the Lord is never far away, uh, that he is an on-time God, and he is present in our times of need, even if sometimes we don't feel like he is. Uh, he is concerned with our well-being, with our health. And at times we wonder, you know, Lord, why did you allow this, or why do you allow this to happen? And... Uh, you know, we don't have all the answers. I wish I had those answers for you. But we do not know the mind of God. And we don't have the understanding that he has. And we, the, the things that we see are usually uh, from a carnal side. Uh, from a limited, limited vantage point uh, to where he sees all things. And so uh, I want to continue moving on to verses 16 to 26. Uh, as I alluded to earlier, we did discuss that Paul was incarcerated. And despite the situation, he continued to rejoice uh, because the preaching of Christ continued to spread. And, uh, of course, at that time, it was illegal for uh, Christianity uh, to be spread. And uh, the people that he was ministering to did not want to hear uh, the message. There were, there were others that did hear and did accept. But uh, the life of a Christian was not an easy one at the time. And so in the life of a Christian then, as in today's day and age, uh, our faith is crucial. In fact, it's an expectation. According to 
the scripture, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence, evidence of things not seen. And uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us this. And so that is one must have conviction that things are going to work out as hoped. That this conviction is, is our proof. It's an exercise of human faith. Uh, scripture also tells us that without faith it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 and 16. In the case of Paul, his faith conveys that the end of his circumstance is going to turn out for the magnification of Christ. He conveys this as follows when he says, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness, as always, so now also, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. That's also New King James Version. So similarly, uh, what's happening here, whether Paul's circumstance is uh, positive or not so positive, whether uh, he's in one situation or another, he continues to remain and believe and have faith that his ministry is going to be fruitful, that God's going to come through for him. He's going to express uh, this to the Philippians in this letter. And uh, he's obviously expressing that to those around him as well. And so Paul's expression of his understanding is something that you and I could learn. Uh, we being recipients of this letter, uh, not necessarily living in Philippi, but as Christians, because the word is timeless and continues to apply, it continues to be a living word and, and continues to have an impact on our lives. Uh, we're, we, were, we would be blessed and it would behoove us perhaps to uh, be edified by Paul in his writing uh, to be built up and understand that despite our circumstance, despite the outer appearance of how things seem to be uh, darker or stormy, uh, Christ is still very present. And, uh, you know, when I first heard people as a young Christian telling me, well, Christ is going to be with you, Christ is going to be with you, I didn't really have a clear understanding of that because I thought, well, he's here, but I mean, what, how's that helping me? You know, he's here, but I'm still going through the circumstance. He's here, but I'm still having this this storm that I'm going through. I'm still down in the dumps. I'm still, you know, going through these things, and it's very difficult. But what I failed to understand at the time was that when Christ is with you, he is going to fight for you. He's going to be victorious for you if you allow him to be so. Uh, in other words, you have to surrender your situation to him. And time after time, as many times as you try to take it back up, leave that in his hands. Don't remain in the flesh. Remain in the spirit. Allow yourself to be confident and hopeful and have conviction and faith and hope in Christ. And he's going to come through for you. The Bible tells us that all things work for the good of those who love the Lord in their heart according to his purpose. And he is going to continue to remain and continue to be very present in our lives. He's able to give us strength. He's able to give us uh, support. He's able to give us comfort. He's able to give us peace. Uh, whether you're living through a time of anxiety or whether you're unsure about your future or whether you're going through some things that seem to be really uh, causing a lot of negativity in you and bringing you down and depressing you, uh, try to focus on the things that are good, the things that are positive, the things that the Lord has brought you through. Uh, remember the, the storms that you've been through, that Christ has been with you in, 
and while you were going through the storm, more than likely it's not something that you felt like you were going to be able to get through, but in a nutshell, uh, Justice Paul, he goes on living and ministering and believing and magnifying Christ and know, knowing that he's going to magnify Christ, whether in life or in death, whether in one situation or the other, uh, that you too can be victorious. The Bible tells us that in a world we're going to have trouble. And it was Christ himself that said, in the world you will have trouble, but fear not for I have overcome the world. And what that means is that your sin, your problems, your burdens, your situations, if you've given yourself to the Lord, those things have been nailed to the cross, and those victories have been won for you, and you can live through your situation and come out on the other end rejoicing and being uh, built up in your faith. Uh, you know, we had a, a situation that happened in our in our family uh, many years back. We were working as uh, youth camp ministers, and uh, we had some missionary trips lined up we were working on. We've been going to missionary trips at the beginning of summer, and then doing summer camp, and then going to other missionary trips in other countries at the end of summer. And on one particular situation, uh, we were just finishing up the last day of our camp. We were in the process of uh, putting all of our belongings and wires and lighting and all the stuff we had brought to camp in our truck and trailer. And I got a phone call, and I tried to pick up, but I missed the pushing the the answer call button just before the call ended and so uh, it happened to be my aunt on the other line and it was um, she left the voicemail and so I listened to the voicemail briefly and I could hear sirens in the background and I could hear her her voice kind of jittery uh, asking me to call her back it sounded very urgent and so uh, I called her right back and uh, she said that a drunk driver had uh, been coming down the street and had gone through her yard, torn down her fence, and that this driver was in her house. And so I, I misunderstood. I thought that, uh, well, maybe, you know, he's burglarizing our home. So I asked him, well, is he in there now? Have you called the police? You know, what's happening? And she says, no, he's not in there as a burglar. She says, he drove his truck into your house and he's in there with the house, with the car, or that truck, with the vehicle. And he's trying to leave and your uncle is holding him from the arm because the man's so drunk he can't stand up straight. And she she said that the, the firemen were there, you know, the fire engine was there, several uh, emergency vehicles, first responders, police, and so forth. And uh, well, we were about three hours away from our home, so... As we began to leave, uh, driving toward our home, and I explained what was happening to my, my wife and kids, I could see my kids, their eyes tearing up and the fear coming over their their faces. And you know, right at that moment, and you know, this is not something because of, of me being such a great person or anything like that, uh, but it is God that is present in our time of need. Right at that moment, I felt this like an injection and an infusion of faith that just came into me and, and I, I didn't hear the Lord audibly but I felt impressed like the Lord was telling me I'm going to bring you through this I'm, it's going to be alright and so I turned to my kids and I saw them and I I told them I said I want you to trust the Lord I said he's going to bring us through this and I said if you don't if you don't believe that if you don't think you have enough faith to believe that I said use the faith that I have in my heart right now 
and when God brings us through this and brings us to fruition you're going to see that your faith is going to be built up because you're going to have witnessed the greatness of God and some something that he has done despite the circumstance that we were in and so you know we got back to our home and they had cut off the gas and the water and you know everything was cut off because uh, the building was unsafe and they told us not to go into our building because it was considered unsafe and so uh, that evening we went to my brother's house to shower and we didn't even unpack our clothes or anything we just unloaded the unhitched un, uh, the trailer and made our way to my mom's house we stayed there for two weeks and then we left on our missionary trip and uh, to South Korea and then when we came back from our missionary trip we worked on our home uh, basically day in day out and so at the time I was teaching in a public school so we have some resolve which is how I was able to do all the ministry and missionary trips and camping ministry and whatnot and so you know usually when you teach you're off for two and a half three months and uh, you know that summer I only had two days to rest and you know that when I came back to work out of all the number of years that I'd been teaching I came back more energized and with greater strength than I had ever experienced in all the summers that I'd taken off where I actually just sat down and rested and, and relaxed and took vacation and whatnot and it was God. It was God that brought us through that. It was God that was present in that situation. It was God that decided to give me the faith for what he was going to bring to pass. And I just believed him for that. And so I want you to understand when I ask you to have faith in Christ, I'm not asking you to come up with something out of thin air. I'm asking you to read the scripture, have some time of prayer, ask the Lord to show you what he wants you to see in the scripture. Ask the Lord to show you what he wants you to understand, to give you a vision, to give you an understanding, to impress upon you the words that he wants you to hear, to receive. It may come through a message, it may come through reading the scripture, it may come through somebody preaching, it may come through a song, it may come through a vision, it may come through different ways. But when God gives you what he wants you to receive, hold on to that when we, you know, when I close with this, when we think of Abram later becoming Abraham and his wife Sarai, who later became Sarah, God promises Abraham that he wants him to leave this place here, leave his family there, and then go to the place that he's going to show him. And that if he will do that, that God's going to bless him and make a great nation from him. So in other words, what he's saying is, even though you don't have a child, even though you don't have any property, you don't have any land, I'm going to send you to this place. If you will go, if you'll be obedient, if you do everything I tell you, then I'm going to make a great nation of you. And all nations will be blessed through you. And so Abram goes. Abram goes and um, his wife is barren at the time. And of course, this is, this is a whole other study uh, as far as what happens with this his wife and and him you know having uh, a child with another with a handmaiden and whatnot but the long story short of it is that he does eventually have a child from his own loins in which his wife instead of being barren has a child in her old age and um, and having uh, Isaac he is Isaac will eventually 
have uh, Jacob who will later become Israel and so the Israelite people come from that lineage and eventually if you follow that lineage you can read this in Matthew you'll see that Jesus Christ comes from that lineage and so uh, while God had promised Abraham that he would have as many children as the stars as he could count in the sky and the, the sand granules that he could see on the ground of course it's it's crazy it's, it's there's no way to enumerate the sand granules and the stars up above uh, counting them you know just with a naked eye one by one uh, you lose count there's just so many of them and so but the thing is that God has kept his promise and every time that a Christian is born every time that a person becomes a child of Christ that's another another child that has been uh, added to Abraham we become adopted children of God assuming we're not already from the stock of Israel and uh, not only that but the blessing that also comes to all nations around the world is that Jesus Christ is born the Savior when, when he is born in Luke 2 11 we find and we hear uh, an, annou an announcement that is given by the angel and he tells us to, that we are receiving, receiving these tidings of great joy for unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior and it's Jesus Christ our Lord that is born and Jesus Christ becomes the way that our sin is forgiven Jesus Christ becomes the way that we have, we get uh, confidence we get strength that we get faith that we get peace the enmity between us and God is resolved through having Christ in us in our heart and in our lives our sin is forgiven and our burdens are nailed to the cross and we're able to come to him the Bible tells us that he is our high priest and so I want to encourage you today to rejoice to remember the love the compassion that we have in Christ and the care that we have the Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us so he already knew your condition and he still chose to die for you and despite your circumstance despite uh, whether it be as bad as being bound and incarcerated as Paul was and uh, being ridiculed and being uh, basically uh, just attacked because you're a Christian or whether it be just be a circumstance of your life or circumstances that you're going through financial situations, physical needs, mental needs, emotional needs Christ is there for you and he can help you and he wants to help you and he wants you to come to him he wants you to ask he wants you to allow him to bless you and so I thank you for listening today and uh, we pray that God has given you a word that will bless you and that will encourage you and build you up and uh, God bless you as our prayer thank you again for coming and listening to another episode of interpreting the word of God